You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Hey everybody, this is Andy Sokolovich from UnleashStrengths.com coming to you with another episode of Thematics. As you already know, Thematics is a podcast focused 100% on talking about strengths. What do we mean by strengths? Well, we're referring to the 34 talent themes in the book StrengthsFinder 2.0. And I like to interview people who have an amazing insight into those strengths and want to share their strength story. Uh, so today I have a guest with me, Mr. Keith Baldwin. Keith, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little about, bit about yourself, and then reveal your top five. Sure, great. Well, thanks very much for inviting me to the show. Uh, my name is Keith Baldwin. Uh, I am a strength coach based in Anchorage, Alaska, but I actually have clients uh, scattered throughout the United States. Uh, I focus mostly in the insurance market since that's kind of my background, and I help insurance agents create high-performing sales teams. Uh, born and raised in Alaska, so when I'm not uh, talking about strengths or working in my coaching business, I'm trying to water ski on a lake not too far from here or play with play with grandkids so mm. um, my my top five uh, uh, harmony learner intellection input and maximizer very nice I like that maximizer harmony that's kind of cool yeah. I don't think you hear that very often yeah um, so Let's talk a little bit. And when you were talking about being from Alaska, and you say when I'm not talking about strengths, I'm I thought you were going to say wrestling grizzly bears and catching <laughs> salmon with your bare hands. I think that's what I pictured. This whole strengths finder journey. Who introduced you to strengths, and why? Maybe you can give us a little insight into how it entered your life. Well, really, it's well learner and input are my top five. And maybe for those who uh, aren't familiar, I mean, learner has to do with just those who love to learn. And of course, input we like to collect. In- Information for me, it's collecting information, uh, very specific to uh, coaching clients. And so, really, I stumbled across it in my reading uh, because I was very interested in mentoring and coaching and how do you create positive climates for other people uh, that allow them to thrive. And so, it's really good for the organization and really good for the individual because uh, you know I came from a background of being very disengaged at work, very unhappy. And when I changed myself, I started thinking, you know, life's too short not to be engaged at work. And so part of my reading, as I was doing some research around this whole idea about creating motivating cultures and and how do we engage ourselves, take personal responsibility for engagement, uh, I stumbled across uh, some of the Gallup's work. Yeah. You know, you bring up a great point. I think far too many people all over the world are spending gobs of their time in a job or a profession that they don't get any kind of satisfaction from. And uh, I was just talking about this the other day, but I think you're noticing a generational difference as we move forward as new generations, millennials or whatever you want to dub them, come through and, and out of the school systems. They're more content with focusing on a job that provides them with a, tr- a tremendous amount of satisfaction as opposed to just earning a paycheck. Yeah. And I think that's cool, and I, and I hope the whole concept of strengths-based development kind of spearheaded that movement because it is certainly a revolution and completely different the way things were 50 years ago. I mean, I know if I would have told my grandfather I was leaving a job with a secure paycheck to pursue something that paid less with less benefits but I was passionate about it, he would have probably slapped me across the head and called me a fool. <laughs> um, but today, you know, people give you the thumbs up and pat you on the back and give you best wishes. So I think it's a, yeah. it's a tremendous insight. So yeah, since 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I read this book once called um, We Got Fired, and oh. it, was, it was an interesting story about uh, people now who are famous, uh, and I can't remember who they are now at this point, but now they're you know famous coaches of, of sports teams and mm-hmm. CEOs of companies telling their story about getting fired from a job they didn't particularly like, but how devastating that was, but how that actually opened up the opportunity to find and live their passion. Yeah, so sometimes what we perceive to be a massive tragedy in our in employment history actually turns out to be a blessing in disguise. Uh, I know that I personally have a story like that. I mean, I was fired from a job, but it was it was just a, I was dissatisfied and it I wasn't a good fit. And at the time, I I thought my world was crumbling around me. I had a wife, two kids, and my income was gone. But out of those ashes, just kind of risen this desire for me to become an entrepreneur yeah. and that's how I pursued this whole thing here with coaching and my marketing business so right so that's true so since the day that your your top five or your strengths or your full 34 were revealed to you what has your journey looked like how have you kind of taken those top five and actually as Gallup says you know to name claim and aim claim yeah you know how it goes and then actually aim it in a direction where you can take actionable steps and put those into use how have you been over been able to do that since revealing your top five well you know my journey is probably is similar to a lot of people in that when I first got my five and I read the book I thought wow mm-hmm. this is a really cool concept I mean this I love this idea it aligned with my personal philosophy that we all have uh, unique gifts and that we don't believe in our own gifts enough mm-hmm. and then I went on to my next book and next book and next book and really didn't do much with them. Um, it, it aligned with the direction I was going, but I didn't really get very purposeful about thinking about how do I actually apply strengths in my life or really focus them towards results. So really it was probably around, oh, you know, probably maybe two years ago that I started diving a little bit deeper. And, and I still didn't quite get it until I went to that incredible training that Gallup does um, that, that you've been through mm-hmm. for a certification process. And, and that whole concept then of thinking about uh, understanding my own strengths and weaknesses, I had some ideas about what my weaknesses were already, but I really didn't own them. And I hadn't really thought about separating the process from the outcome. And so it was kind of frustrating. There were some things uh, like in follow-through or, or organization that weren't natural for me. Um, but, but when I started really thinking about it in the context of the um, certification training from Gallup and then all the resources and started using it with my clients, and I, then I really started um, that journey, which is still going and probably will go for the next, you know, rest of my lifetime of, of looking at, then how do I um, look at the outcomes I want and and then think about how do I use the strengths that I do have. And so for me, it's like I lead with maximizer a lot, mm-hmm. um, always trying to take things to the next level. Um, the learner and input is, you know, very natural for me to continually be studying and, and understanding more and more about how to apply my strengths. So I wouldn't say that there was like some light switch, you know, flip for a switch mm-hmm. moment. It's more like an evolution over time that I, I keep finding more and more effective ways to get the outcomes that I'm going for. Right. You know, managing our own weaknesses is something that we don't normally think about because yeah. we focus so much on them and it's not really a management thing. It's just, it's you know, it reminds me of that, you know, that classic picture of Atlas with the world on his shoulders. I mean, right. to me, the world resembles your weaknesses for so many people yeah. as opposed to the, working with your strengths. And I, 
And, uh, you know, I like when I hear that people say, okay, well, I recognized what I was good at, my unique talents, and I learned to live a life in line with those because so many doors open up when you decide that, that you do have unique talents that you can leverage to make your life easier, reduce yeah. the friction, and stop trying to focus so much on your weaknesses. So. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, for me, the going deeper and deeper into strength as I, I do, like, every day now, mm -hmm. uh, it gives me the languaging, but when I look back over my last uh, 25 years, this isn't like new. I mean, I, I was already doing this. It was just, I didn't really, it was kind of clumsy. I didn't really know how to be purposeful about it, but these things were already manifesting uh, themselves in my life. Can you give us an example? Um, sure. Uh, you know, so like one of my early uh, jobs was negotiating claims and for a big insurance company. So, you know, I was talking to people that had gone through, uh, you know, tragedies sometimes, you know, lost uh, loved ones, car accidents, um, you know, very, um, a lot of litigation type work. And so I was dealing with people in a very contentious environment and harmony is my number one. And so every day I'm going into work um, knowing that there's going to be some sort of conflict that day. Mm -hmm. So early on, that's when I actually had my mid-career meltdown, I like to call it. Um, and became very unhappy, and I thought it was a job. And so I was you know, very unhappy. But when I start switching my focus, this is before I even had the strengths languaging, mm -hmm. and I started, I, you know, I developed a purpose in my life to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. And so I started thinking when somebody would come in and would be angry or yelling, that instead of thinking, you know, what's wrong with this jerk or whatever, Instead, my, my whole mindset shift was, how can I make a positive difference in this person's life? And I started looking for areas of agreement. And, and, and of course, as you know, but for those that uh, don't know all the, con the, the themes, uh, harmony, we, we don't like conflict, but we're really good about looking for areas of agreement. And that really served me well in negotiating. I found that my um, arguments with, with clients went way down. I found I built really strong relationships with a lot of the attorneys that I worked with. Uh, because I was always looking for areas of agreement, and and I ended up, you know, staying another ten years in that same career that I thought was driving me, making me miserable. Mm -hmm. And I found out the job wasn't making me miserable. I was doing it myself. And when I really started, uh, even though I didn't have the strengths languaging, when I started to live through harmony and look at how to build that with the people that you know started angry, that that was actually a cool challenge. I'd go, oh, cool. Here's here's somebody who's mad. You know, how can I win them over? That's interesting. You you think that's cool? I mean, that's that's the <laughs> point. And you know, when we talk about strengths-based development, we a lot of times when we talk about especially job satisfaction, so many people misinterpret uh, discussion of strengths as and if you're not happy in your job and it's not in line with your strengths, then quit. That's not at all what what we're telling folks out there. But we're basically saying. If you don't love what you do, you're not getting that satisfaction, maybe there's a way that you're just like you. You can apply your natural talent, your theme, harmony, and you, the job has started to give you satisfaction, and you found it to be cool, and you hung out for another 10 years. Yeah. But you were going against that grain. There was so much friction because you didn't, you weren't uniquely aware of your, of your strengths at the time, and then uh, you, know, you realized that it was just easier when you actually applied what your talent was and that talent yeah. theme being harmony. And I think harmony is just one of those themes that that I absolutely love. I don't have it myself. At least it's a lesser talent for me. Um, but it's one that I just think is so cool because I love when I see people with with high harmony come in and be able to diffuse a situation and bring everybody back to a state of calmness 
and actually be able to move forward and be effective. And I don't have that. I, you know, I want to jump in the fight <laughs> yeah. as, as yeah. opposed to you know, be harmony, have harmony. So yeah, that's really neat. Um, well, you actually, you expressed earlier in the interview that you didn't really, did you have an aha moment? You know, that typical aha moment where somebody receives their report and they look at it and they say, oh, you know, that's, that's what I've been looking for. For me, it was woo because I always knew I had it, but I never knew what to call it. So my big aha moment was just having the ability to actually explain um, how I operate. Did you have anything like that? You know, I, I did, but it wasn't on the top five. Because the top five, when I read those, it was kind of it, it was kind of like, well, yeah, I, I that's me. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, the aha was when I looked at the bottom of the list, and uh, for me, lesser strengths are things like activator, discipline, focus or three big ones and I used to always wish that oh, you know how come I can't just like focus on one thing and 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 just really take a thought and put it into action like just launch and, and you know why do I spend all this time like studying things and reading like why don't I just do stuff and so for me the aha moment was going oh you know now it makes sense that that's natural for me so now that I understand this is natural for me how do I build a team around me that has the activator that that has kind of like a quick launch piece, and then how do I use what I do have to to get the outcomes that I want? And so I, I now I use like those themes in my roughly top ten or so. Uh, there are some themes there I leverage to uh, to be in action and to get the outcomes that I need uh, for the business and, and myself personally. Um, so the aha for me was just going accepting that there are some things I probably won't change um, that are down in the bottom of my list. I think the more and more people I interview, the more I get that exact response, is that it's not in my top five. I had the aha moment when I reviewed my full 34. And I think that's something, I mean, that's to me a huge insight into strengths-based development is and this podcast is created for people that have their top five report and really are just uh, looking at the the surface of strengths-based development and just trying to kind of propel themselves forward. But that bottom five is just as insightful as that top five because yeah. you and I are very, very similar. I, I have all everything that you mentioned is a lesser talent for me. I, the, my ability to focus, to actually get things from start to finish is very, very difficult. And for so long it was kind of, I was labeled as somebody who would start something, but probably is not going to finish it. And, you know, that hurt me personally. I, I thought, you know, that was kind of insulting, but now I realize it, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> In order for me to get that stuff done, I'm going to have to harness the power of, of others' talents and collaborate to form a, a perfect union that we can get from start to finish together as a team. So, yeah, like I love, you know, Gallup often talks about that, that, you know, highly successful individuals are not well-rounded, but highly successful teams must be. And and so I just love that whole concept of how can we build a team uh, around us? And and I'm uh, like what you call a solopreneur. So, you know, I have my own coaching business. My wife's also part of it. But we've built it, brought in some virtual assistants, uh, independent contractors, other people around us to help fill in the areas that we're not so strong in so we can spend the time focused on those things that we are strong in. And that's and that's just pure genius. I mean, uh, not to get all geeky, but technology and the ability to outsource things now is so simple that if yeah. you, you can get on these websites like Elance and 
and you know Odesk and, and find virtual assistants and people who are willing for money to supplement your weakness. And I think that's so cool. And people look at it and say, well, I wouldn't pay somebody to do this. Well, yes, you would. Once you realize that it's something that comes very difficult to you, uh, you will be willing to pay somebody to fulfill that need. It's yeah. just like paying a mechanic to change the carburetor out in your vehicle. You can't do it yourself, so you pay somebody who can. And uh, I think that's that's very intelligent of you to actually acknowledge that, number one, but then take uh, strides to make sure that you're hiring people who can fulfill that weakness and, and yeah. allow you to propel forward. And one of the things I, I talk to uh, a lot of my coaching clients about is to try to focus most of their time on what I call high leverage activities. So that's things they're great at, they love doing, and that have the biggest ripple effect on their business, the biggest impact. And and I don't know about you, but I, I used to find that I'd spend a lot of time doing things because I just thought I should do everything. So I looked at them, I wasn't good at them, um, I didn't like it, and really they weren't like high impact activities. They were things that had to be done like bookkeeping and things like that, but much better off paying somebody else. I don't know where your experience has been, but. No, ditto. <laughs> the exact same, a mirror image. I mean, I, I love doing podcasts. I love recording these videos. I love writing blog posts. I love, you know, creating content to share with people. I love cruising on social media and working on websites. I hate the actual logistics of owning a business. And uh, yeah, my accountant would have to chase me down. I mean, the first time I ever filed a return, I took her a big Walmart bag full of receipts and <laughs> she said, yeah. you have to itemize these. And I said, well, isn't that what you do? <laughs> she said, exactly. no, you have to maintain some kind of order here. And I said, no, I'm, I am bad at that stuff. I said, so, and this is before I knew about strengths. So she was probably looking at me just scratching her head, but now I can say, and I acknowledge that now and I make sure that I enlist actually the help of my wife who's very good at that. And then when we go to our accountant tax season time, um, she's always very thankful that I married a woman who had the top five that she does. So, so, so yeah, that's uh, so. Here's an interesting question, I, and I always ask people this. And you, you being a coach, um, you'll probably have some solid insights. But what resistance do you face when you approach somebody and you tell them, "Hey, there's this assessment out there, Strengths Finder. Um, I'd like for you to take it. I think it's going to create uh, some." ease of, I guess, not only your time, but it should open up things and allow you to leverage your time more effectively. Uh, why don't you take it? What kind of resistance do you get, and then how do you maybe get around that resistance? Well, to start with, I, I don't get a lot of resistance, so Good. probably less than 5%. five five percent. And part of that, I think, is kind of building that know, like, and trust factor with clients before I even introduce the concept. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I think... Um, you know, they start seeing and understand the results that that other clients I'm working with are getting. That they're they're at least curious about it and fairly open. Uh, two, uh, Gallup is very well recognized. So even if people haven't heard uh, the Strength Finder, they know about Gallup. And and so I don't get a lot of resistance. But to answer your question, when when I do get pushback, uh, my answer always is great. Uh, tell me what you do believe. Um, or Great. Uh, well, let's let's kind of kind of table this for right now. Tell me about, uh, like, what do you love about what you do? Tell me about really successful days that you've had. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me about days that, um, that that haven't gone so well. And I so I have them talk and process a little bit about about when they've been on fire and felt like a rock star at work or you know whatever the situations we're we're coaching around, and and days when they've just drugged. And then I ask them some more questions. 
to start to identify, you know, what are some of the patterns and then uh, ask them, you know, is there, like, how do you think, um, you know, natural talent plays in, into this? Are there some ways that you naturally behave in a given circumstance that impact how you get results? And so, for me, it's not trying to ever force anything on somebody like, you know, hey, you got to believe this because the research says blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, I love the research, but I know most people don't really care. What they want to know is, can this give me results? And so when I help people see how they're already getting results from the strength they have, and that if we use the strength finder, we can just sharpen what they're already doing, uh, then the, 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 that concern kind of seems to uh, dissipate. Yeah, I like what you said there. I like how you stated that, you know, they, they already are aware of their talents. So we're going to use this tool, Strength Finder, to sharpen that edge. Yeah. And I think that 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 uh, phrase alone adds some more credibility to the fact that, you know, they it's like they're taking it just to make themselves better as opposed to you trying to sell them on the fact that this is going to work for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, we all, we've all heard, I mean, at least I have the, oh, no, not another assessment phrase, right. you know, or, or excuses. I'm not going to take assessment. I've already taken personality tests, and, and uh, there's an interesting, uh, I just ripped a video off of YouTube. It was Jim Clifton speaking at Georgetown, I think, and, and he says, uh, you know, people are going to come into your business. So this is what a lot of people don't understand. People are going to come into your business. They're going to give you assessments, and they're going to say, okay, now based on this assessment, we're going to start working on your weaknesses. But as soon as you start to do that, he says, it just retards any kind of forward momentum. It actually just stops you dead in your tracks because focusing on your weaknesses is, you know, you're going to sink every single time because it's too difficult. It's just too hard. Um, Exhausting. It, it's got to be. I mean, I can't. Well, I do know because I, I focused on my weaknesses for so long that it did sure. become exhausting physically sure. and mentally debilitating. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like that sharpen your own edge because people are naturally going to be more accepting of something that they believe is is naturally just going to make them better. And and it sounds and that's a good way to phrase it too because it, then it's kind of like their own idea, their own. They already acknowledge their talents. It's their idea now just to figure out a way to to sharpen that edge. So. And I find most people love the idea when I talk about the high leverage, uh, um, high leverage use of time concept. They love the idea of doing things they're great at that they love doing that will have the biggest impact. And so, um, in that context, it's it's kind of like almost a no-brainer. Yeah, who doesn't who doesn't love something? Who doesn't love doing something that they already enjoy? Yeah. Especially yeah. if it turns out to be profitable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 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 everybody's goal. I mean, there's that old age. Uh, age-old quote out there that says you'll never work a day in your life if you love what you do and I think right. it's it's you know it's pretty darn accurate All right so what advice would you share let's let's put you in this scenario that okay. you're sitting uh, behind somebody maybe not necessarily a client maybe just a friend or an acquaintance or, or even a stranger and they they hit that control P they print out their top five they're looking at that report and now they're sitting there kind of scratching their head because what advice would you give them as step one in order for them to initiate some kind of action steps to be able to utilize that information they just received yeah um. So a couple things, uh, you know, oftentimes I kind of lead in uh, telling people that the natural inclination for many people is to go uh, talent shopping, I call it, to go right to the bottom of the list and go, oh, how come I don't have more of these? Mm -hmm. And so I always tell everybody that you're, you're going to want to do that and fine, go ahead and do it, but just realize that's not the point of this. We're going to talk about, you know, we can talk about that later. Um, 
just know that the real power is going to come at the top of the report. So what I uh, recommend people do is to just spend some time going through, pretty simple really, just kind of reading and processing their report and uh, you know, highlighting, making a few notes, and thinking about um, not so much the words on the paper as how do they see this showing up in, in their life. Um, mm -hmm. And to make a few notes. And I also tell them that if there are some phrases or sentences there that you go, that's not me, just line them out. It's, it's not as much about um, what's on the report as how does this stuff show up for you in your real life. Um, and, and so that's kind of the starting place that I, uh, that I go to is just uh, avoid talent shopping um, and then read through the, especially that top five and, and just look for what makes sense to you. Yeah, what what is that in the background there? Oh yeah, I don't know. They're doing some sort of work outside. Hopefully they'll keep on moving. So you crazy Alaskans always have something going on up there. That's some, probably some power saw. Who knows? I but, know. But uh, that was a very good point. I like how you said talent shopping. I think that's a that's a good way to describe it because you're right. Um, not everybody gets their top five and goes, "Yep, you know, I love this." Some people want or they think that they're going to take the assessment and they're thinking in their mind, they're like, oh, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have deliberative. Oh, I'm going to have woo. And then that comes out and they, and they don't. At least it's not in their top five. And they start to feel bad. Like I really thought I would have had that. Um, and it's just one of those things where you know, you got to just take – you got to look at the report. Take it for what it's what it's presenting to you. And I love how you say if, if this certain sentence in, in, in the report – doesn't speak to you, just line through it. Don't focus on that. Focus on what it is saying that you can relate with. So yeah, yeah, that's a solid response. I like that a lot. Uh, so we we always ask this question, and sometimes it it yields uh, different responses. Okay. But I always say, again, this is this show is now you have a very broad knowledge of the themes being a coach. I mean, you know your full thirty four. You know the definitions and insights of all the thirty four talent themes. But this is about kind of going out there and, and talking to the people that just received their top five. Okay. So out of your top five, Keith, what would you say is your favorite and why? Or maybe you don't have a favorite or maybe it's a culmination of you know, two separate themes. Um, well, by far it's Maximizer. Good. I mean that, that's, that's what led me to become a coach. Um, it's what led me even before I was a coach and I was in, living in the corporate world. Um, I, I, could, I can see – this sounds weird, but I can I can almost see gifts within people. You talk to them for a little bit, and I see these gifts, and I sense that people don't believe in their own gifts. Um, and, and so it's kind of like my mission to help people really understand their gifts, believe in their gifts, and then deploy their gifts. And and so you know obviously uh, that's why I'm a coach, and and it's why I'm fascinated with this whole subject about how um, you know how do we help people really create their best life, um, you know, that really feels like they're fulfilled. And, and so definitely I lead with Maximizer, and I lost the rest of the question. No, that was, that's a good response. I just wanted to, but that's, Maximizer is a great theme, and I love that you, you can acknowledge that you have the ability to see greatness in other people. You can see those talents, and it doesn't sound crazy. I mean, a lot of people just aren't introspective, or... They've, they're so talented at something, yet they've been told for so long that it really isn't a talent. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it's just a distraction. Or it's not something that's going to monetize. I mean, how many people have heard that? Like, well, yeah. yeah, you're talented at this and you're really good at it, but what kind of money are you going to make? 
I, I have clients often say uh, a variety of things that all around the same theme. Of, well, that can't be a strength. That's just so easy for me. It's not a strength. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like, yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole point. I mean, that's it's not about. I mean, we can we can work on our weaknesses or our lesser our lesser strengths, and we can we can try to make them better. But how long is that going to take to go from okay to good? And you'll right. never ever touch great. I, but you're already you were born with unique set of talents where you're already sitting on great, or you're already sitting on the top end of good. So this whole concept of strengths-based development is taking that that where you sit in that top tier of a certain talent or ability and just maximizing that. And that's where yeah. your maximizer comes in. That's yeah. why I think you you sir are in the perfect job. So I applaud your efforts to seek out coaching and especially StrengthsFinder because listening to you speak, there's no doubt in my mind that you were helping everybody that you come in contact with. Yeah, the first first time I, I had a uh, you know a paid client, I, I I was giddy. I went up and told my wife afterwards. I said I, I can't believe I get paid to do this. I mean this this person is so gifted and they don't even see it. I'm this is like so awesome. I mean I I can't believe I'm actually doing this. I know is it? It's that's uh. That is a very unique feeling, and I wish, you know, many people in this world have that uh, ability to feel that. And it's, it's just one of those things that's just so rewarding—not not monetarily, just I mean, in your heart, you just feel so warm. And having the ability to to show somebody something that was right in front of their face the whole time—it's like, right. you know, finding a long lost wedding ring or something like right. that. It's that it's that warming feeling that you get when you can just help other people, and that's why. That's why I love coaching. It's whether it's coaching in the form of strengths finder, or it's coaching in the form of you know marketing, or just helping people like you do realize that that they do have these strengths and these talents, and they can use them to make their lives happier and more fulfilling. Yeah. So, looking back, and this is a very introspective question. Uh, looking back, how do you think your life would be different today if, and you know. Early on in the interview, discussed how you always knew you had these strengths, but let's take the report itself and the and the assessment. If that assessment never came into your life and you never had the you know the verbiage or the language to use, how do you think your life would be different today? Well, um, you know, I, I I was on this journey for, gosh, I've been on this journey about twenty years, and and so um, for me, bringing the strengths in has um, accelerated this journey in personal understanding and how I can really make a positive impact in other people. Um, and so, you know, probably because I lead with input and learner, um, you know, uh, and I've read so much around the areas of motivation, um, you know, and how do we create that internal drive that, you know, I'd, I'd still be on the same path. You know, whether I knew about Maximizer or not, I'd still be a coach. Mm -hmm. um, I, I still be in the same path of believing in other people, but now I just have a way to really articulate um, and paint a picture for people uh, that makes it a little more concrete. And so, so I just think I'm a much more effective coach, um, and, and and also um, more effective uh, personally and professionally, just because now I have a better understanding of my own strengths. So if I didn't have this, I'd probably have more areas of frustration. Um, I guess than, than what I do now. I'm, I'm much more accepting of myself as a person, um, you know, because oftentimes, even though I see the gifts in other people, that I always want more out of myself. 
um, which is probably the maximizer, the negative part of the maximizer probably coming out. And so I think having this understanding reduces bone frustration level and increases my effectiveness. Hmm. Yeah, I like I like how you said accelerate. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. I think it's called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I mean, it's a movie. It was a very good book as well. But, um, you know, in the movie, Walter's always thinking of different scenarios in his life, and they would be kind of accelerated, high octane, you know, high energy, high adventure. And when you said that, I just, I, I pictured in my mind's eye, I mean, like Keith, going along in a in an Amish horse and buggy on your journey <laughs> and then finding strength finder and then hopping into a single seated indie car you know yeah. it's just uh, that's I like that term accelerate that's kind of how my brain works but I think that's an that's an awesome uh, way to phrase it yeah so towards the end of the show I always like to give our guests an opportunity to go ahead and you know reveal some of their contact information or talk about you know, a website or some business stuff that they want to reveal uh, to the audience. And just if generally if people listen to this podcast and they have more questions for Mr. Keith Baldwin, how would they get in contact with you? Oh, thank you. So the easiest way to find me is uh, just KeithBaldwin.com, B-A-L-D-W-I-N, like the actors, uh, .com. And there is um, there, there are some resources on there. Um, you know, various blogs and uh, contact information, a bit about the type of work that I do, um, you know, or they can reach me by email at Keith at KeithBaldwin.com. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So are you a, are you an unclaimed Baldwin brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said like the Hollywood life. Um, <laughs> yeah, he didn't like the Hollywood yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, oh, no, no relationship that I know of. Yeah, I don't know if I claim that whole Baldwin <laughs> well, sir, thank you very much for joining us. This is uh, uh, we're just at the very beginning of this whole podcast series thematics, and and uh, I thank each and every guest for for kind of rolling the dice and taking the opportunity to allow me uh, to interview them and to hopefully spread the message of strengths based development and the beauty that is focusing on your strengths. So, thank you again, sir, for being our guest. Well, thank you, and thank you for the work you're doing, getting the word out about strengths. Thank you. And all right, everybody, this is Andy from UnleashedStrengths.com. Again, this is another episode of Thematics. If you want to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash UnleashedStrengths. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at UnleashCSF. Again, that's at UnleashCSF. Uh, and you can always cruise around our blog posts and our video selection at uh, YouTube. Just go ahead and search UnleashedStrengths. That's our channel name. You can find us anywhere on the web. And uh, be sure to take part if you're, if you're new to Strengths and you want to look for some serious content, help, forums, uh, there's two StrengthsFinder Facebook groups. One is called uh, Gallup Call to Coach. That's a group that has a bunch of strength coaches just cruising around the social media force, answering a bunch of questions for you and yours. And then there's another one called the Gallup StrengthsFinder, and that's just uh, that's another Facebook group uh, designed just to promote StrengthsFinder. So two solid resources. That's how I find pretty much everybody that I interview, and that's how I get the word out about this podcast. So if you have anybody that you think would be a great uh, interviewee for this podcast to be a guest on our show, go ahead and email me their contact information, Andy, A-N-D-Y, at UnleashedStrengths.com. All right, that's it for this episode of Thematics. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashedStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted. Thank you.